Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast, episode 19. Today's date is 12-20-2020. We have me here. Yay! Finally back. I know it's been a while, guys. And Kenny's here. Hey, guys. Yep, finally back. So we took a little bit of a, not a hiatus, but we had some issues going on two weeks ago, so I didn't force the issue or force anything. We had a... It's been busy. It's been busy December for some reason. I don't know why it's been so busy, but it's because it's Christmas. It's end of year. Everybody's trying to make their numbers. Yeah. Remember, try- Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to make any numbers. I'm just trying to stay alive. Yeah, that's my world. But yeah, work's been crazy for me. Crazy busy. Bunch of doodads and digamoros and crap that's been going on but it's been good still have a job that's i guess the most important part of the whole situation this last this last three months has been very busy it has been stressful the last few weeks yeah i've been dealing with uh my right eye has been kind of twitching on me not like the eye but the eyelid i don't know what the hell that is it's been driving me crazy it only happens when I'm not concentrating on stuff, but sometimes if I'm looking at something and concentrating, then it'll go away. But You're not supposed to be looking at that kind of stuff. I know. It's a lazy <laughs> eye, not not open eyes. Okay. And make sure I keep my eyes good. But Yeah, it's yeah, been bothering bother me lately. It's kind of, I'm getting old, I guess. Lately, I've been feeling like I'm getting old really fast. Yeah, whatever. I need to find a job where I sit down and watch other people work we'll see yeah me too me too I, I i'll i'll well i do have a job where i watch other people work problem is is i work just as much yeah yeah i don't think there's a uh a spot like that yet but eh, i'm still gonna have something something to do you can't go bored crazy no it's uh, I was thinking about that the other day. It's uh, I've had a lot of, I won't call them life-changing events, but there's just been a lot of events that has given me a moment of pause for different things. I've asked myself the question, are you ready to retire? Well, the first and foremost, the, you know, you got to have the money to retire. And do I have the money to retire? I got a good portion of it, but, um, I'm not really ready yet. I enjoy being active and being in the workforce to a point. No, besides that, I think we've both been staying busy. I haven't been flying as much. You've been flying a lot more than me. Yeah, I've been flying still. Not as much as some, but this will be the first weekend I've taken a no-fly card in, in a while. But that's my wife and I, we had to finish up Christmas. What do you, you want? Know, Are you recording? Yeah, I'm always recording. Oh. Maeve drove all the way to her friend's house. No, she didn't wreck the car? In the dark. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you know I had deep eddies in here, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't Just worry. Sure. The first thing I did when I got home was check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just had to make sure right. my stash was available. Yeah. We're all good. Awesome. Deep eddy, huh? Yeah. Gotta keep, gotta keep the daughter happy. 
Yeah, I haven't been flying. You've been flying a lot more than me. Yeah, I have. <clears throat> uh, like I said, I, this weekend I took a no-fly card to finish up Christmas stuff. Uh, and today, other than this morning, this morning was cold. But today, this afternoon, you know, it was blue skies and it, it was pretty outside. Yeah, I kind of felt... Um... This kind of felt like mad at myself because I wasn't actually charging batteries and going out and flying. Just being lazy. Well, I have helped the wife all weekend. Yesterday afternoon, I did go and I took my son and grandson hunting. We, we didn't see any deer, but we saw a whole lot of pigs. Not There's not quite as many pigs as there was. <laughs> but we we were... My grandson got to shoot a gun for the first time this weekend. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Watching him do that. He's how old? He is nine. Oh. And he was shooting a five five six. Wow. Or an AR fifteen five five six. The only um, thing I shot at nine years old was like twenty two. No, the the it doesn't the there's so much weight to that gun, there's really no kick to it. Oh yeah. It's just, you know, he was trying to figure out how to place his head and where he could see. I had a a, a scope on it, but uh, how he can see through the, the lens, you know, and he was having a hard time with it. Well, I had a ball cap that is just an old ball cap that had some color to it so where he could see it real easy. Mm -hmm. So I put that up on the stand. And so he was aiming at my ball cap and and his... First shot, he didn't hit anything. His second shot, he he hit the top of my ball cap, and then right there on the back where the two plastic pieces come together and snap snap together. Okay. He shot one of them off. <laughs> <laughs> and so That's I let him keep it as a uh, souvenir. His first his first hit. That's cool. I don't have any of that stuff. Uh, it's no, it was a lot of fun yesterday afternoon. It was a good time that uh, my son and I get to spend time together and catch up. It'll be a memorable moment time. That's good. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to be still out there or busy or... I just didn't contact you until late. <laughs> well, I wanted to go back out there today. As there was like 40 pigs underneath the deer feeder. Yeah. And so there, there wasn't any deer coming out. Um and I was going to go back out there today, but got busy helping with the wife was last minute stuff for Christmas. And I just decided not to. Yeah, it's okay to be lazy every now and then. Oh, well, this lazy costs money. <laughs> <laughs> lazy normally does cost money. That's very true. Yeah, I texted you earlier and said that it was going to be a little bit because I was watching her do something. Last year, I bought her an embroidery machine. Used when I bought it was thirty-seven hundred dollars. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the one that she wants now is about eleven grand. <laughs> I told her, I said, I have never bought a helicopter that cost eleven thousand dollars. She's going to be able Ever. to drive it to the store. <laughs> wow. That's and a nice embroidery machine. 
Oh, it's yeah. Her uh, the lady that's helping, that's teaching her how to to. Th th these things are fancy, and they do all kinds of stuff. But the lady that's helping her to learn it has one of these really expensive ones, and so Deb has decided that that's what she wants. And mm -hmm. I told her, I said, "You need to use the one that I just spent thirty seven hundred dollars for." <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Santa Claus. And no, no. But I was asked to to get one and put it in her stocking as a stocking stuffer, and I said, "No, no, 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 ain't happening." <sighs> Start playing the lottery. That'll always do it. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll move it on to some heli stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of been shooting the shit a little too much. So we uh, haven't had a podcast since the Ice House event podcast, which we went over all the Ice House stuff. 11.22 and 12.20. That's eh, about a month. About a month. So I got the Oxy fixed, repaired, and remade and done. It was it's flying the same as it was. And so that's really good that I didn't have any outrageous repairs or anything crazy going with it the agile 7.2 one-way bearing i've got that repaired with um i locked it up with jb weld so there's no one way in the heli at all and the motor i have in it, it's a scorpion motor so it's not super coggy and some people were asking me that would they were saying that would be stupid it's gonna have issues and this and that and one of the things i said is there's another helicopter on the market that does not have a one-way bearing installed do you remember what that is kenny uh i probably do but i just went blank i'm trying to remember myself it's the one that shannon has um the, the the tdr yeah the tdr xf the super light one i don't know if he has the super light one i think he has three different ones i don't know that for a fact but the one that's supposed to run on 6s like super lightweight that one they don't have a one-way bearing in it i did not know that yeah so I actually went and flew it the other day, did a maiden on it. Uh, the, the sky was really like gray, but it was super bright gray. So it was kind of like I wanted to wear sunglasses and I didn't want to wear sunglasses. So I fought through the flight and you can still do baby autos with it. You can still hit throttle hold with it four or five feet off the deck and auto it in just like normal. It was the only, I mean, you could probably do like an emergency auto with it and still come out but i wouldn't be doing i wouldn't practice autos with the machine now since it's no one way but it flies fine there's no issues with it so good on that so black friday buys i bought the non evo version of the msh 380 just because i like that version with the boom it's got a larger boom on it it's got it's the same as the 199 version as far as the head and gear ratio and such, but 
So I bought the non-Evo version with the red dampeners and the speed-up gear. I've been working on getting that build done. That's dampers, by the way. Just dampers. Saying. Dampers. You caught me again. <laughs> you always go off on me on that. So during the build, um, man, the, the heli's nice. The build was good. Everything was great. Um, I did have bag five missing from the kit, or I lost it. And bag five, unfortunately, is the epitome bag. Whenever I buy a used helicopter, I always try to make sure to tell people, hey, make sure, give me the balls, the ball links, the servo balls. I need to have that stuff to build the helicopter. So I always try to remind people when I'm buying a used helicopter to remove the balls from the arms or send the arms with it. Well, right. this heli happened to not have that bag that had those servo balls in it. How could you have lost that? I mean, seriously, they, 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 they're bound to have just missed it. That's the only thing I could think. So I ordered some from Heli direct. I ordered all the balls and the servo balls. And I think I ordered the last packages of them. So I got that ordered. It wasn't crazy expensive, but it was delayed the build. So that build is almost done. The problem is that I have a MUI sensor and a Hobbywing 50 up in the front, which I transferred over from the 199 version, so I didn't have to like mess with that. That just transferred over straight up. The problem is I'm trying to I'm trying to fit a Rex 10 inside the fuselage or the frames. And I can't find a place for this Rex 10 to fit good well, besides do, sticking on the outside. Why do you have to have a Rex 10? I could use a Rex 7 or something, but I I need the E1, E2. Because I have the MUI for the telemetry. Oh, that's that you, you're right, you're right. So, I so have either to, you have to have a Rex 3, bare minimum, of course. You have to order those from England. Correct. Across the pond somewhere. Uh, or a Rex 7 or a Rex 10. Yes. So I, I have to fit this somewhere on the frame. And I'm trying to find a spot where it's not just like double-sided tape to the outside of the frame looking like crap. So I've been messing with that. Why don't you just order a Rex uh, 3? Yeah, I probably should do that. I mean, price-wise, they're about the same. It's just going to take a little while to get to you. Yeah, but it's... it's the, that's the only thing I've have left. I've already done the full setup on it. I've done the head, the links, the tail. I believe I've even done the throttle hold and the governance setup. I just have to find a place to stick it to the frame. I, I guess I could order one and then just stick this to the side of the frame for now until the other one comes in. Well, but if you decide to order one, let me know and I'll order one with you. <laughs> the the Rex 3 is pretty nice. Yeah, for the I mean, for the size that it yeah is, for the size it's nice. And I just don't have room inside this frame to fit everything. I've 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 looked at it and looked at it and looked at it and it's just an it's crazy. So the other thing I have is the I would call it the driver side aileron servo. I can't find a way to get that wired all the way down to the brain without 
putting an extension on it or something. Because if I run it all the way to the tail boom and down, then I don't have enough to get it back. And if I run it all the way up to the ESE, I can't get it back. And obviously I don't want it going around the main gear. What about, uh, are you able to use the, uh, what, what do they call that? The frame that you bolted on that had the circuit board? That's only going to help me for, actually, did that, did that deal with that servo or did yes. that just have the ESC stuff? No, I believe it, it, it did have that. It went up in the front. Actually, it what? Did. We we'll have to talk to. I believe I had one, and I gave it to our. I have Bob. one. Well, I have one. It's on mine. Oh, okay. On, on what's left of mine. <laughs> yeah. I'll when have when to... we get off the podcast, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, take I'm a sure. look at it because I've been trying to figure out how to deal with that situation, and it's kind of pissing me off. But if that power bus does it, uh, I believe I gave one to. Our buddy Bob, I don't think he's used it because I was bought it to put on the 199 version, and it, it didn't mm -hmm. fit. So I may have to text him and see if I can get that back if he still has it, just to try to alleviate this problem. Anyway, yeah, that's... that's the 380. The frames are thicker. They're 1.8 millimeters, where the... 199 version the frames are i believe like 1.3 so the frames are thicker than the 199 version can you order them yet so there's a company in canada that says they have the new xl power 380 frames not the msh frames unfortunately on their website they the picture is actually of the msh frames not the xl 380 frames and if anybody's asking what the difference is there's there's a pretty big difference they both will work but on the aft end of the frame there's a hole that's really close to carbon fiber on the msh frames that tends to break and rip out and the xl frames they added carbon fiber around it yeah that's those are the frames those are the frames that i'm actually looking for Eventually, they'll come in stock. It's, it's just a, all the COVID crap and everything like that, I think. And I well, think, they've been out of stock for a long time. They have yeah. been difficult to find. I'm hoping not to break mine. Hopefully, they can start getting them in, but I don't I don't know why. Everything else is in stock, main shafts, feather shafts, all that stuff's in stock. Even the large boom that's kind of hard to find is in stock but not those frames okay so i have a question for you in the show notes you said why did i get non-evo version question mark so i like to have the boom version for just the pod and boom visual aspect of it but there is another reason the i like to have a failure point and the evo version that carbon fiber boom is indestructible I have yet to see one broken. And when you make, when you take the helicopter and make a, I call it a fail point where the boom is when you, you crash or 
pile it in, at least that boom will bend and, you know, it'll be a fail point. And the Evo version, even though I love that carbon fiber boom and I love the way it looks, there's no fail point that boom's not going to break. So th the next thing that happens is the frame breaks and that mid-lower aluminum bearing block will bend. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the reason I like the pod and boom version, even though I like it because the canopy's cheaper and the boom is cheaper. Even though it's a fell point, the boom is not super thin like the 199 version. So will the pod and boom version fit on the Evo version? No, because the middle bearing plate okay has to be changed they do have an upgrade kit it's like 250 dollars. i saw that in stock so you can upgrade your 199 version to an evo version for 250 bucks i think it was that's too expensive but the only thing you're really keeping is is the head the main shaft the main gear, the tail gear, and your tail shaft parts. Maybe some of the yoke parts, but the rest of it's all upgrades. Well, I'll say this. That, that MSH-380 was uh, a really, really good flying model. Until? <laughs> Until you crashed it, and then the frames broke every time. It's something... I. We'll see how the the boom version does as far as crashing. I don't I don't mind the frames breaking. They're they're not expensive. I believe they're thirty five bucks for both sides. Yeah, so that wasn't not... the point. It's just being able to get a get them. Yeah, but they need to have them in stock. We need to have those parts for, especially for a three eighty heli that you you know you're gonna throw it around and you're gonna pile pile it in. So. Does mom need to change the SIM card and put it in her new one? Yeah, you have to swap the SIM cards. Okay, that's all I need. You know. Do you have a, a pusher? Uh, I was just going to grab a paper clip from inside. There's a pusher. I had to do the, I but had to do have the to, other week. You'll have to swap week. the SIM cards, and then I'll have to log in and and activate that phone. I'll need the MUI. Okay. I did with my roommate the other week and put her SIM card in my phone to use it to call. And it, it worked? Mm hmm So maybe it'll work on y'all's phone. My phone, it actually wanted me to, like, Enter the MUI on the new phone. It's a long story. I'll All right. Anyway. Daughters. Cell phones. Nightmare. Anyway, so when I've been ordering from Heli Direct, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It says a route package protection. And it's a cost that's added on to when you check out at HeliDirect and it's automatically adding it. I have seen that. Uh, Aeropanda has the same thing. Yeah, so I don't know how that, I mean, obviously with USPS lately, it's been completely horrible getting packages. It can take three days to two weeks to get packages. Even um, my, the kit I ordered from HeliDirect showed up within four days. But I actually ordered those screws and the balls for the heli, and they took a week and a half. So I can kind of see what I can kind of see why they're adding that stuff, but 
Did you order that stuff first class or did you order it priority? I uh, believe it was like. Is, was it the dollar ninety nine shipping? No, it was more. Oh, not Heli Direct. That's A Main. I'm sorry. A Main does that. It was six or seven bucks, but it, yeah, it came in first class, so it wasn't priority mail. But hmm. I can see why they're adding that. I don't know how to claim something. Let's say something gets lost, right? Does that claim know. process it's... go through a lot easier, or is it just as bad as trying to claim something to USPS? It ha it's not really a whole lot of money, so I just pay it and move on, and I hope I don't ever have to use it, so we'll see. Okay. So on the 380, back on that real quick, just in my show note bullets that I have, I made a build mistake. I had the the PDF up that you can download, which is actually a pretty good manual. It looks like a MSH manual. Even some of the frame parts that we're talking about show the original frames, so they're not really updated. So I was building it and centered all the servos and got the two back servos installed, which are the pain in the butt to install. Got them installed, got the other aileron servo installed got the app up and the swash center and i look at everything and i center all the arms i go to put the links on with the swash and the swash is all the way at the top i'm like okay let me look at the manual and i was like i i, I know i set these to the right length you know 54 millimeters or whatever it is and i go back and i look at the other helicopter i have well the servos go upside down <laughs> <laughs> not Oops. like a normal helicopter your arm is at the top these arms need to be at the bottom side so to take all the servos back out redo the zeros reset everything up and it, right in the middle of that I said you know what I'm done with this I'll, I'll mess with this till tomorrow <laughs> I just I just quit right in the middle of the build and I was like I'm done I'm walking away from it I have pain. done that myself. It's easy to do if you're not paying attention. Kind of a pain. Especially with putting those bottom servo screws in. It was just a nightmare. I yeah. actually need to On buy... Back. Yeah, I actually need to buy a 1.5 millimeter that's like... A six, foot long. Uh, six inches long or something. It's, it's a pain in the butt to get those in. Yeah. yeah. It's all built. I just need to find spots to put stuff and then fly it we'll see how it turns out i use the not the expert the the torque micros on it so it's full torque micros so we'll see I've how still, they turn out i've still never tried a torque servo they were really good back in the day and then they kind of disappeared for a while and then to get servo gears you would have to buy them from i believe some of the MKS servo was the exact same match. But the, over the past two years, they've came back into the market. They have some really cool full-size servos and minis. Yeah, I, I've pretty much zoned in on MKS servos. It's, yeah, that's probably servos. not a bad thing. <laughs> they're good servos. They're fantastic servos. And as I need servos, if I'm building a new model, it's going to get with it's going to get MKS. If I have to replace something, then I will change over. Uh, 
that a lot of my stuff has MKS now. Yeah, that's great. MKSs you can't go wrong with. No. Shannon sells no. sells MKSs, right? Yes, he does. Uh, I had some of those. I haven't bought from him in a while. I was looking for some 380 stuff, but we'll see. Uh, that's about it on my list. I did talk to one of my buddies this week. Just as a safety note, make sure you guys plug in your batteries correctly. He actually plugged in an RC car battery opposite. Supposedly, the RC car batteries, you just banana plug them in to the pack itself. Did you see that picture where it has the battery and it has like just a positive and negative built into the battery? I I guess I haven't. That's on the the uh, main group text that we have. Yeah, that's a... I, I, yeah, I didn't see it. You have to remember, uh, sometimes when I wake up, there's like 150 text messages. <laughs> uh, sometimes I go backwards, but I don't, I don't always catch everything. Funny. Yeah, group text. One of these days, we, we need to go over do's and don'ts for group text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a, we had an incident this week with group texting. When you send it, it's gone. <laughs> Unless it's like a Facebook or an application texting thing. But if you send something in a group text, you might need to review it before you hit the send button. <laughs> so, what did I miss? I'll have to tell you off air. It was a semi-work related. So. <laughs> oh, so it was a good one. Yeah, it was a goodie. Unfortunately, one of our fellow team members were involved, but no harm, no foul. I'll tell you off there. It's funny. Okay. A couple of people know about it, but yeah, it's one of those things we keep in the closet. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have. Push it all on to you. Well, uh, I've started playing with, uh, with Richard. He started showing me a little bit about CAD. Richard be is quickly becoming the king of CAD. Yeah, that's a far cry from the truth. <laughs> far cry. Well, every time you you send a picture to uh, uh, to the group, to me, text. It, you know it's uh, some oddball looking thing, and you're trying to make it. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that a lot lately. Even with this 380, I was thinking about making a servo wire tray that went from the servo over the main gear, and then into the fly bar list and as i'm thinking about that i was like well if i could do the same thing as a logo 700 you know how the logo 700 is mm -hmm. how it has the covers that cover the main pulleys and stuff right i was man if i could make a cover that went over the whole main pulley that would be really cool <laughs> but it's that's above my level as far as catting I, I can take flat pieces of you know paper or cardboard and make that stuff but you get into start shapes and weird angles and stuff i'm i'm not so good at all but yeah i was trying to show kenny some of that stuff yeah it, it the the cad part of it's going to be a challenge we were going over what was it you were wanting a, a airplane holder for your mamba yes for your mamba 10 holding it by the tail and we were playing around with that. I wasn't trying to like actually make it. I was just trying to show him the idea behind it. Got yeah, I haven't gotten any, 
such. I played with it a little bit, but I didn't. I haven't gotten anywhere with it. I still don't have one. Um, as far oh, as a 3D printer. Printer. Yeah, a buddy at my work bought the Ender 3 V2, and he just got that in this week. So. Cool. That was that was one of them we were talking about possibly. Not bad for the price. Yeah, I got to get past these things that my wife's wanting to buy before I start buying anything. (laughs) (laughs) $12,000. You pass on your $200 printer with a $12,000 embroidery machine. Definitely need to start making some hats or something for us. I know it. Actually, I asked her that question. Some trucker hats, like Sloan likes. The lady that uh, is teaching her, she's she's actually our next door neighbor. But the lady that teaches her has an embroidery machine for ball caps. Nice. So uh, the the wheels are turning. I promise. Yeah, I definitely want to pick up some trucker hats. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's CAD is not something that's going to come to me quickly. It's something I'm going to have to work with. Yeah, uh, but it is it was fun to to play with it for that couple hours that we did and um i th- i think that well i need to spend a lot more time with it before yeah <laughs> you know as long as i can cheat and pull something in off the web it'd be okay but yeah it gets frustrating um, fast yeah a colleague of mine asked me the other day if i was to get a a uh, he asked me if I had ever owned a 3D printer, and I said, no, I've just seen them, and I've seen them work. And uh, he said, well, you can build just about anything with those. Eh, I wouldn't go quite that far. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't quite understand the dynamics of it and the material, and and the there's complications that comes with that. Yeah, so. there's a lot of complications. Anyway, uh but it's a neat concept. One of these days, I might try that. The first thing is, is the about a year ago, I bought an Oxy Three and all this stuff for it, and <laughs> it's been sitting there for a long time. I finally put it together, and it is flying, and uh, it's I've gotten most of the rough edges around it uh, are smoothed out. It flies great. The nice thing about this one here, and this is the 2018 version, it's not the older one, it's the newer one uh, moving forward, is the uh, 6S 1000 milliamp battery fits. And I don't have any problems with the canopy, which is awesome. I don't have to try to stuff something in there, you know, the wires, tuck them or anything. It just, everything just fits naturally. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, during my rebuild, I actually had the old version frames and the new version frames. Mm-hmm. And Luca had said that there was a they changed the angle or something for better battery fitment or something like that, right? The angle is exactly the same. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is there's uh, there's no carbon around the motor where the motor is. So it must be the canopy shape that made the big difference because the frames are exactly the same like well, the laid canopy, them on top I, of each other i think the canopy is slightly longer and maybe a little bit taller more shapely 
more shapely, but it fits well. Did you end up getting the magnetic mounts for that, or, or uh, no? No, I did not. Okay. I'm just using the the O-ring style. And yours hasn't popped off in flight or anything, as far no. as like one side. I always had one side would just kind of pop off on mine. On the 2018 version? Yeah. It would just pop off in flight, and you'd kind of start hearing a weird noise where it was like vibrating or flapping back and forth, and you'd land, and or you didn't hear it at all, and you'd land, and you'd realize one side was popped off. So where are you getting the magnets from on that? Oxy has them. They're, Oxy. they're, okay. the, Ox, they're the Oxy 3, Oxy 4 magnetic canopy mounts. Well, I remembered uh, on the Oxy 4, we bought some aftermarket magnets. Yeah, those sucked. Uh, canopy mounts, and they sucked. <laughs> I won't mention any names, but... They sucked. They sucked. Buy, manufacture. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, we'll just leave it alone. I think... So I, I'll, I'll go over there and look, because the, the push-on style... I mean, it's fine right now, and... You know, of course, these things are dry, so it's it. I have to kind of push it on there, force it on there. But um, if you get this thing wet or use any kind of oil, uh, silicone or anything, which I've seen some people do, yeah, I know to do <laughs> help the O-rings pop on easier, that I'm confident it pop off. Yeah, I don't know. Something to watch out for. So I have. Sp- Spent a little bit of money. Besides the last episode that you ordered kits from. <laughs> okay, well, I, I finally got the buddy in. Um, the buddy had been on order for quite some time until SAB got those back in. I tell you what, after dealing with this MSH, not having room to put stuff, I may be double you know, double guessing my cell phone. I probably maybe had should have got a hold of Shannon and got a buddy. Uh, the the buddy is a nice kit. It really is. Uh, the build is simple. It's straightforward. Of course, most SAB uh, builds are. There's, you know, unless you get into the Urukai, I've I've never built one of those. I can imagine there's probably a little more uh, finesse on that one. But uh, the buddy is simple. It's straightforward. It's a fairly quick build. Um, although I'm, I'm probably taking too much time on mine. I am probably about seventy-five percent done. So the head is done, the tail is done, but I still, I'm getting, I'm doing the setup now on the flight control system and the wiring and. How is the wiring on it? Since that's oh, kind of what I'm worried about. It is stupid simple. Checking it out on Shannon's website right now. Yeah, it's easy. I mean, you still have to to you have to run the ESC wires, you know, but uh, that's easy. the uh, The servos are all three right there on the top side, so the wires just move backwards. It's that's really simple. Where does the flight controller go at it? Okay. Flight control goes on the back side, and on the buddy, they actually have a mount got two bolts that hold it in place and then it's got the it's actually the backup for the for the nut is that right yeah for the for the boom for the boom it's what holds nylon boom 
yes, it, that holds that piece in place, and that's that becomes the mount for the flight control unit. It is really nice. It's simple, a lot easier than what the MSH was. Hmm. I'm looking at it, kind of upset at myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the you know the tail gear ratio is right right off the bat. I don't did did XL on their on their XL three eighty. No, it's uh, the same. It's the same as the MSH. So you have to put the speed up gear on it. Mm, I wouldn't say you have to. I believe the speed up gear is needed. Well, if it's if you don't, you're going to blow that tail out if you do a right pirouette. Correct. For or and loaded, our, you know, in certain conditions. For our flying style, yeah. Yes. Also, righties. The buddy, it. I mean, it's it's a good looking model. You know, that size model, it's kind of small. I know it's not small, it's not for everybody, but the 380 is just a good all-around fun model to toss around. In I, any, I love the 380s. I, I do, too. It, it's one of my go-to. <laughs> not the 470L, though. <laughs> not the 470L. I'm done with it. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. We won't go there. We won't say anything bad about models today. Yeah. If anybody wants two airframes, I have two airframes and motors. I'll sell you for a good deal. I may give them give them away to a buddy of ours, Simon. Simon fly that one? Is it Simon? No, it's not his name. Anyway. Anyway, I'm probably going to give it away to somebody. It'd be good for somebody as a starter. But there's there's other models out there that are the same size that are. Uh, I just think they fly better. No, his name is Alvin. Money. Alvin, I'm sorry. Not Alvin the chipmunk. Oh yeah, never. But he is. That's actually how I saved his name on my phone. Is oh, is it? <laughs> Alvin Simon Theodore. Uh, so as. Uh, Sometime either this coming weekend or the following weekend, I should have the the buddy up in the air. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Yeah. After this MSH wiring madness that of rigmarole. When I get this thing up and I put the battery on there, and if it if the CG is is spot on, that will be awesome. Let's hope. Let's hope. Hope you and me both the same. Because that, that was the problem on the other one, on the original version. On the Evo? No, no, not the Evo. Oh, the, on, on the, the 380, the SAB 380. On the SAB 380. It was what, nose heavy or? That one was uh, nose heavy, and then whenever you stretched it to a 420, it became boom heavy. Wow. And you couldn't stick that battery out there far enough. I know that Kerry ended up with the one that I had. The 420. And he was putting lead weight in the canopy to try to f offset it to get the CG correct. I've done that in the past with, I believe, when I stretched my my Gowie NX4 to a 520-550 blades. I actually took a bunch of BBs and fiberglass and weighed all the BBs in a bag and got it all balanced and I actually took fiberglass and BBs and I 
molded those into the tip of the nose. Hmm. Cool. That was probably the easiest way I could get it to balance and have it not so you have double-sided sticky stuff. Fiberglass and BBs in the nose of the canopy. Actually, they, there was another podcast this week that I saw is talking about CG. I think it was Talarotor. Yeah, episode 35, they're going over CG methods. I haven't listened to it yet, but... I've listened to most of it. Um, let's see, what, what's his name? Ben... Um, don't ben ask Miner. me i'm horrible with yeah he he was on there and, and oh really yeah i've it's, actually it's a good it's a good podcast oh let me not start it i was trying to look at it um i actually traded helicopters with ben one time traded a logo 550 for a 700x if it's the go. same guy i'm not losing my mind anyway not to derail you well, they and he talked about CG. We were having a, a CG discussion. Actually, me and an, and a friend of mine were having a CG discussion, and 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 this is different from our buddy. I'm I'm sure he's going to listen to this podcast, so I don't want to say any names. Anyway, this there was a debate uh, in my own mind on on um, method that he was talking about, and. So if you haven't listened to that show, listen to it because it's worthwhile and it's, you know, model, model helicopters, it's important. CG is important. And Ben brings up a lot of great points, the model and, and, you know, what to expect if it's not right and what to expect if it is right. Huh. The only, just right off the cuff, the only thing when I have one that's way off is aileron tiktoks i don't but know it's not just aileron tiktoks it's also like aileron rolls oh. you have to remember if you're cg if your nose True. heavy when you start rolling that nose uh when you start rolling the model if your nose heavy what's gonna what is it gonna do yeah it's gonna porpoise up it's gonna porpoise, porpoise. it's not gonna uh it's not gonna be axial as it as it rolls around so yeah i don't do rolls that much so I don't either, but I was focused on them <laughs> last weekend when I was flying. On uh, the, that 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 was an issue that I had, and so prior to listening to that podcast, this was something I was playing around with, and uh, so it is important that CG is correct if you want the model to fly right in any aspect. CG your model as as close as you can get, unless it's a four twenty. And you can't get it there without weight. Sometimes you have to add weight. That's just what it is. Sometimes you do. Um, anyway, that's the 380. Hopefully, I will have it up and running soon. I've got a couple, another model that uh, I barely started on, and and I won't say a whole lot about it just yet. It's that one's going to take me some time to put it together. I've got other things that I'm trying to work out. I've got an XL power that I have got motor ESC problems that are just kicking my back end. So what heli are you building? Is it a secret? <laughs> well, we'll just 
just call it a secret for now. Okay. Anybody has guesses? Yeah, we'll leave everybody with guesses. Uh, but the XL power, I <clears throat> excuse me, I can't get it up over seventeen fifty RPM. That's it. <laughs> you still can't. Well, I haven't flown it since last weekend. Oh. And I mean, to be truthful with you, I haven't done anything to it yet. It's uh, I've spent quite a bit of time on this thing trying to get the RPM up. I've changed pinion, I've changed the motor, I've changed the ESC, I've calibrated, I've I've updated the <laughs> firmware like a billion times, oh. and I've looked at the radio, verified, verified the electronically or and and. Physically, you know, plugged in a servo to the throttle channel. This was a recommendation for my buddy. Yeah. We hooked up a servo to that, or actually a signal. The ISDT, uh, it's the colored display uh, cell checker, battery checker. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. It's, it's the larger one. It That one right there, you can plug a servo in. What? Uh, I'm sorry, not the servo. You, well, you can. I think you can look at servos as well and uh, as far as to make sure that they're working right. But you can plug in a servo wire into the servo channel and you can actually see the information as far as, you know, the numbers. If you, if you look at numbers, you know, what do they call that? Graphs, charts... Signal. No, the neutral beam 1550 or 1500. Oh, the end, then your endpoint, one side being 2100, the other side being 1000 or whatever that number the is. The hertz or the refresh rate. Yes. And you can actually see that with that uh, ISDT balance checker or cell checker. What side do you plug that into? Man, I don't have it with me. I need to look at it. I'm, I got it up. Looking at it, and I don't see a servo plug. I'm not calling you a liar, but just trying to look at something for the show notes. They ha no, maybe I, I agree. maybe they have a couple different ones. This is a 8s battery go. ISDT dash BG dash 8s. Yeah. So where does it plug in at on that? That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at. There is a, man, that's a bad picture. There is a servo uh, input on that. Huh. You have to send me a link. That's, that's really cool that you can do that. Yes. So it actually shows you the signal moving from 1520 to negative or positive in a, in a number form. That is correct. Wow. I didn't plan on talking about that. That was kind of like... Uh, oh, I see it. it. It says receiver. It's opposite of the uh, the battery side where you would plug the battery in. Okay. So it's on the right side? Be on the right side of the screen. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a USB port, but I guess it's a battery port. But man, it was awesome the way it worked. So it says, as far as the descriptions, it says receiver signal test and protocol analysis with standard three-pin three plug 
BG8S can detect BEC output voltage. BG8S also supports multi-protocol analysis including BWM, PPM, and SBUS, etc. with future firmware upgrades for protocol analysis will be supported. That's a lot for $30. It is. Amazon has them. It's the it's PWM. And so if you were to look at an analyzer, you know, do you, it, can you imagine the, the signal lines? You know, they go up in little squares. Uh, like an oscilloscope. Like an oscilloscope. Exactly like an oscilloscope. That's what it'll kind of look like on the screen. Yeah, I see a picture of it. Yeah. That's really cool. So you actually use that with the throttle signal? We did to verify that the throttle signal was accurate. And it was. And you're still having problems. I'm still having problems. I can't get it up over 1750. And you can hear it whenever you throttle up on it. Uh, you can hear the ESC dying. No, it's yeah. not dying, but the, the throttle, the RPM goes down. So is it an old age thing? <laughs> I mean, I know you just got the model, but. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I've never had that problem with any model. I mean, I've had problems with uh, a firmware, firmware not not you know didn't not install right, didn't take it, whatever the case is, and you have low RPM as a result. You update the firmware and everything is good after that. So you're close to giving up on it. I am not. <laughs> I am not. I just I haven't had a chance to put it back on the table because I've already got this buddy on the table and i want to finish it before i put anything else up it's a good deal and it's frustrating you so you need to step away from it for a little while yes sometimes that helps and i appreciate the offer of you looking at it but <laughs> in this case yet. i need i need to solve this <laughs> i'm not going to give up that's good uh, what does sherlock say he's always looking for a for a good, a good case, good case or a good clue, yeah. you have a good case on your hand now. I do. You just need to push through it. And I need time off to do that. You have Christmas vacation, right? Y'all shut down or do anything for Christmas? Uh, we shut down on the on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We used to shut down until the second until January the 2nd or whichever day the following work day was. Go through New Year's? Yes. We would shut down all week and then... Not, not no more. Not no more. Bill, Bill, it Bill. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill. Is that all you got? You got anything else? Oh, that's it. I know you've been flying still, but no crashes lately. No crash no stories. Crashes. No horror stories. No horror stories. We need to go over that one day. I'll put that in the main topic. Mm. 
So for the main topic this week, we're going to go over throttle hold, throttle cut, throttle hold, what it is, when to use it, when not to use it, how to set it up, kind of hit on some main topics here, main points on the main topic, kind of dropped this on Kenny at the last minute, so I'm going to try to go through it in, in it, kind of an order. So. I wanted to start with what is throttle hold and what is throttle cut and how are they different so throttle hold is normally what you would use to kill the motor so the motor doesn't spin anymore there's also I guess we could go over the v-bar and some people use a motor idle correct also that is correct I actually don't do that. I need to do that one day. Start switching over to that type of setup, but a three position switch. Throttle hold is mainly a switch that you have activated to reduce your throttle endpoint to zero. And then throttle cut is normally another switch that's activated to cut the throttle to zero no matter what. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I usually have a two two switches. I have one switch that is like a safety switch that it has to be moved, and then the other switch is the throttle hold switch that has to be moved for it to engage the motor. The uh, throttle cut switch. I always considered that more of a safety switch. Correct. Not all radios have. Not all radios have the ability to do that, I don't believe. I believe the DX9 had it. Did also. it? I'm not sure. But it, either or, throttle cut and throttle hold are the same thing, but they're different switches terminology-wise. Would you agree? Yes, I would agree. It just one is one has priority over the other. They're just a a series in line circuit if you would think about it like that all right so let me ask you this so most dscs anymore have a uh i'll call it a bailout feature feature an auto rotation feature an auto rotation so bailout. auto rotation bailout so if you hit throttle hold and you start coming down and you decide okay this isn't going to go well and you come out of that in throttle hold the the disc will start spinning spinning back up, correct. Uh, and a fast pull up, fast pull up. Now, will it do the same thing with throttle cut? On my models, it would. Okay. Because I use the brain governor for the bailout. If I'm not using the ESC gov. And I have yet to learn how to use the Hobby Wing auto rotation bailout feature with motor idle setup. Well, I think that's more of the that that's the radio more than the ESC. Correct. I I just have I've not I have yet to use a three position switch and use throttle hold, motor idle, and normal motor active i think you would have to put a logic function in there uh 
using the middle position for the motor idle for the motor idle yes i just haven't done that but for far as this discussion goes we're just going to go over throttle hold and throttle cut as far as right we're not going to go over auto rotation and motor idle and hobby wing gov compared to castle gov or hobby wing gov we're just going to go over throttle hold and throttle cut to make it simple so now that we've explained what it is it it makes it so if you hit your idle up switch or your throttle itself active it will not spool up if your throttle hold is active and depending on the person that switch you could have it either switch down to motor run or switch up to motor run i've seen people do it both ways mm-hmm. normally we do it so switch down the motor runs and switch up it kills the motor correct Correct. Switch down main main meaning switch back. Correct. Away from you. Correct. Now I have had people use switch up meaning motor on, light bulb on, like a light switch. So it's up to you whichever direction you want to have that in. Just let somebody know if you have somebody else fly your helicopter if stuff is backwards or how you have it set up, not backwards. Yeah, and that's something really, really, really important if you're going to fly somebody else's model. Not everybody sets a radio up the same way, so make sure that you understand where throttle hold is and uh, at the bare minimum throttle hold. Yes. Some people have setup switches on idle-ups and setup switches on other switches. Just verify that. So the first thing I wanted to go over, so now we went over what throttle hold and throttle cut are and what they do. So normally, before I plug in a battery to a helicopter, I'll engage throttle hold before I plug the battery in. And that reason is, so even if you have a normal flatline curve and two idle ups, you have the motor at a disengaged function to see zero correct say that one more time so before i plug in a battery i turn on my radio i move the switch to normal mode even if i have a normal mode with a flatline curve before i plug in the battery i engage throttle hold correct then if you don't do this and you have three flight modes like an idle one, an idle two, an idle three, the motor will start to try to spool up on you. <laughs> yeah, with uh, you and I have the same type of radio. Uh, with mine, if you have the ability to set your radio up like this, uh, I have mine so that the safety protocol, we'll call it, is when I turn the radio on, the throttle, the throttle hold has to be engaged. And the idle up switch has to be in normal and the throttle stick has to be down. If any one of those is not in that position, the radio won't start up. Is that a custom protocol that y'all added? It's a, there's a feature inside the jetty where you can do that. I have to show that to you next time. Hold on. 
I don't think I have mine set that way. Let's see. Add a two. No, mine's not set that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to figure out that setting because I did that the other week and had to grab the head real quick as the ESC starting to spool up. Yeah, it's uh, now once you get that, that's only on the initial startup. If you unplug, if you go out and fly and you unplug that model and then you change the model to something different and you plug it back in, you have to make sure that that all those parameters are set now. But the initial setup, those the features, startup. the initial startup on power up is normal throttle hold engaged and throttle stick down and that's awesome i love it yeah i need to get that set up i i believe most of the spectrum radios automatically have that set up in their system where you have to have actually i think it wants throttle hold off on spectrum that's weird yeah on the the jetty you can you can make that any combination that you want it to be yeah, you have to show me that this next time. Yeah. So can, we can go well, you have that. to go out and fly again. Yeah, I gotta get out of the house. <laughs> you, it, you know, I may have to put some training gear or something on your model just in case. Just some in case you forgot. Pixie sticks. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> With some little wiffle balls on the some end. Wiffle balls. <laughs> some wiffle balls. I haven't seen those in a long time. I haven't either. A long time. So, after you get the concept of what throttle hold is, and this is this is mainly a topic for beginners and people that haven't. All of us that have been in the hobby for a while, we already know a lot of this stuff, but this is mainly for beginner people. So how do you test your throttle hold during a setup or a build? So for me, uh, whenever I test it, uh, during the initial build, uh, number one, I, I'm usually just dealing with the airframe. I don't have the boom on at all. So I'm typically I'm dealing with the airframe and I verify the direction on the motor. So on an initial build, I want the motor to go backwards. So then once I know it's going backwards, then I can start putting things together and making sure that they work right. But for me, it's just I plug it in just, to, just like I'm going to fly it and I hit throttle hold. And I make sure I can't power up. So you actually set the motor to go the opposite direction? Yes. Okay. That's because I don't, I, I don't ever do I, that. I do uh, ESC setup the same way. It actually makes uh, sense. It's a good safety feature. Mm -hmm. It's always without blades. I make sure that the motor goes in reverse. And then uh, once I get everything set, before I put the blades on, I'll switch. I'll switch things out and and engage the motor, or the head. Nice. So normally I do the same thing as Kenny, but I normally just leave the blades off, and I have the motor go the correct direction. So normally during the build, like the build I have currently, I have a BEC and a 2S LiPo, and during the whole build. I'll leave the motor and the ESC out of the equation and I'll do the whole setup in the brain with, 
without the motor. I'll do the endpoints, do everything like that, and then after I get the head and the servos and all that in, installed, I'll actually engage the motor and the ESC and make sure it's going in the correct direction. And I'll have, I'll do the po full positive, full negative to calibrate the endpoints, and then I'll test the throttle hold on this pull up. I'll actually have it spool up, I'll hit throttle hold, and then I'll do another safety spool up where I'll spool it up and I'll turn the radio off and make sure that the, what's it called? Mm, my brain's killing me. <laughs> Not the safety, what is it? You're talking about in the event that you lose power, where does it go? Correct. And what's that called? Do <laughs> you not remember either? Hey, you make sure you cut this part of it out. <laughs> I can't. For the life of me. Fail safe. Fail safe. Good for the life. life of us. Jesus. <laughs> Fail safe. So I spool the heli up, have the motor spinning, the head spinning, and I'll hit throttle hold. And then I'll spool it back up again, make sure it's spinning. I'll turn the radio off to make sure fail safe's working. And then I'll do it one more time and I'll unplug the receiver and make sure fail safe works. And after that, then I know my throttle hold is good and I can do the head setup as far as like making sure everything's going the right direction and swash level and all that stuff. But be careful. While you have the helicopter on the bench, I have had to drop a radio into a helicopter one time. Why a radio? So, I was doing this and I was, I wouldn't call myself new. I would just call myself green a little bit. <laughs> so I had a T-Rex 500 and a Castle ESC. And I had a DX7, the original DX7. And I was having problems getting the ESC to arm, and I was sitting there fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And the whole time, I'm reversing the channel, full positive, full negative, reversing channel, full positive, full negative. And it's sitting there in front of me with the blades on in my shop. And all of a sudden, whatever it was, was active. And full, po full positive was zero, and full negative was 100%. So the helicopter went immediately to 100% throttle. No, no slow spool, no nothing, just 100%. And I hit throttle hold. Well, throttle hold was zero, which is opposite. It was full head speed. So the model mm -hmm. sitting in front of me at 3,000 RPM, and it took me about a half a hay second to drop my radio into the head. I literally, right in front of me, dropped the radio and turned and ducked. <laughs> Good night. And the crap exploded like you have no idea I had radio pieces missing I had blades that were stuck in the walls luckily I didn't get hurt I think I got a couple scratches but it is very critical to make sure if you're if you're doing ESC setup and throttle setup make sure your motors backed away from the pinion you know sure I think I would have pulled my I think I would have pulled my shirt off and threw my shirt in there before I threw a radio in it all all of that happened within a hay second. Uh, people oh, no. have no idea how 
I actually shipped the radio back to Horizon and told them I dropped it. <laughs> and, and what did they do? They fixed all of it for free, I think. I think I had to pay, like, shipping back or something. Wow. Yeah. This, they was... probably looked at that radio and said, there is no way he just dropped this. <laughs> Threw it across the room or something. <laughs> but be safe, guys. So the next thing we're going to go over is when do you hit throttle hold when you're flying? Like, normally... It's obviously if you're done flying and you land on the ground, you hit throttle hold. Correct? Yes. As a beginner, you'll do that all the time. You'll land the heli, and then you'll hit throttle hold. And then eventually you'll get to doing baby autos. And baby autos are from like, what do you say, three to six feet? Three to six feet. Yeah. So you come in at a hover three feet off the ground and you'll hit throttle hold and as the head speed decays you'll increase pitch and the model will land softly and then the other instance is if you have an issue during flight so if you I have a little story for that <laughs> yeah I've got a couple of them so the biggest thing is if let's say you you break the flight line you know, or if you think you've lost the model or lost control of the model, you hit throttle hold. Agreed? Agreed. Before so, it be at the bare minimum, you know, if it happens really fast, uh, don't let the model just sit there and beat itself to pieces. Hit throttle hold and try to shut it down. Yeah, you try to shut it down before you crash. At some point when you've lost orientations or like when I was at Apache Pass and I had the Oxy-3 and I was night flying and it went into the dark. I could see it and I could tell I was right side up, but I couldn't tell an orientation. I just hit throttle hold and let the model crash. It reduces the amount of crash cost if you can get to throttle hold. As far as damage to main gear and stripping gears and so forth and so on yeah and you know let's be clear something's probably going to happen you're going to have to replace some parts but it's going to be less than letting the model hit the ground correct and if if it hits the ground and that violent model hitting the ground blades hitting the ground and things ripping itself apart the destruction if if the esc wire is pulled out by accident it's too late. That model will sit there and beat itself to a pulp. I've I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, the other thing is, is I kind of wanted to go over. So, obviously, if you think you're going to crash, you've lost control, hit throttle hold. Correct? Correct. Or if you think you're going to break the flight line, hit throttle hold. Try to at least. I mean, I've had times when I'm at the field and I'm by myself and I've kind of lost orientation. I get it in the sun or something like that. And then I'll actually, I've had times where I turned around and I start flying it. But, you know, I've, those are very rare occasions, but you know, those circumstances are going to happen where you break the flight line. Just try to be safe about it. Right. The other time there's so so we went over when to hit throttle hold. Is there anything else over when to hit throttle hold? Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. 
just hit it quick enough so your buddy doesn't walk out to your, there and tell you, hey, next time hit throw hose. <laughs> yeah. It's something to learn. It's 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 a learning habit. I remember when I first started flying helis coming from planes, the first instinct you want to do is drop the collective or drop the throttle. And that's not what you want to do in this in the helicopter circumstance. Now, people don't naturally gravitate towards shutting the motor off when the model is still in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it just feels weird. Yeah, it's uh you'd be better off just taking your licks if uh if something's going to happen, that motor needs to be off. So, I had a talking about hitting throttle getting used to hitting throttle hold. You need to practice it on the sim. Or if you're watching TV, get used to it. You need to get used to when circumstances arise to hit throttle hold. I had a, I believe it was a Raven 50 Century. And it had a Webra 50 in it. And I had a GB1 with the optical sensor. You remember those? I do. Where you would put a, you put a piece of aluminum foil and the optical sensor would pick it up on the main gear. Not on the main gear, I had it on the fan. So I had that up, and I was hovering it, and my father-in-law was there, and we were in Victoria, and I was hovering it, and all of a sudden, I guess the little piece of foil that I had taped on flew off, and the motor went to 100% throttle. Awesome. And the and the first thing I did was pull that throttle stick all the way down, <laughs> and the whole thing exploded on the ground. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. I had a huge divot. I believe the blades and I had pieces just scattered, scattered, scattered. It was crazy. So get used to hitting throttle hold, not pulling the collective stick down. If you're a new person getting used to this hobby. Yeah, it's, you know, as you already said, if if you're in the air and something happens, I have tried to save a model to where trying to, I lost the, the the tail. The gain was too high on one of my models, and this thing started whipping, you know, like 180 degrees back and forth violently. And every time it did that, I kept on the orientation got worse and got worse and got worse. <laughs> and before I knew it, the model is almost directly above us. Oh wow! And uh, it it uh, I'm still trying to save it. And I mean, I, I went all the way to the ground and when it hit the ground, you know, it was too late at that point. Uh, I hit throttle hold at that point, but of course the model was like in a billion pieces. And then your buddy walks over to you and says, Hey, <laughs> next time hit throttle hold a little sooner. <laughs> so I've, I've had circumstances where hitting throttle hold right off the bat is a bad thing. So I had a T-Rex 700 or something and I went and took off and I did a flip and a punch out and the, like the motor started dying like I lost head speed and I got spooked and I hit throttle hold and then the model crashed. So at when we were at the Ice House this year I had the KDS 7.2 out there and I was doing aileron TikToks really aggressively with it mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I started losing head speed. And Mark Cece was right next to me, and I, I 
popped it out into a hover and the head speed just kept dying and dying and I was out over the pond all, almost and and I just I didn't hit throttle hold I just brought it back to me and then I hit throttle hold and landed if I would have hit throttle hold when I got spooked by the head speed drop I probably would have lost that model it's just it's hard to tell when in those circumstances normally it takes a learning experience of getting used to knowing if your head speed just drops or something like that or if you get spooked don't just hit throttle hold like right off the bat like try to wait a second because sometimes you could actually save a model and get it upright from an inverted orientation or something uh, yeah that's uh at apache pass that's exactly what i did i lost the uh link that's on the torque tube that goes to the tail from the servo and I lost the link that connects to the bell crank or the slider I was inverted when that happened I was pretty low to the ground and I started losing the tail so what happens for our flying style when we lose the tail so explain the difference between a left and a right pyro in those circumstances well, if you're if you're pirouetting to the left, uh, you're going with the torque, and if you're peering to the right, you're going against the torque. Um, so to the left, if you lose if you lose the tail, you lose a push rod, link, whatever the case is, uh, the model is just going to spin. It's going to start spinning faster. Yeah, it's going to spin faster, and you want to hit that throttle hold as quick as possible because that's going to slow it down. Um, Correct. It'll start when you're when you're pirouetting to the right, and and that same scenario happens. The model's got to stop and going right before it can, uh, in order to go left, and it will. It'll have a, a pause in the rotation. Yes, and so in that moment, you can flip that model over and auto it in. It gives you just a little bit of like telltale sign of something's going wrong. Yeah, and you know, it's I've said it before on on even this podcast. You know, that's I pirouette to the right most of the time. It's harder on a model, uh, especially if the gear ratio is not set up properly. But not to derail, at Apache Pass, I was inverted and I was pirouetting and I lost the tail. And I saw it, I righted the model, and as I was riding it, I hit throttle hold, and I landed. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I don't know, it seemed like three seconds, four seconds before the model was on the ground. And I, I got lucky, but I was able to... I wouldn't call it luck. I would call it experienced. Okay, well... You were experienced with that situation. Yes, and and a little bit of luck <laughs> and a little bit of luck and i got the model righted and you know and it landed and everything was fine on the model uh, so it's just you have to understand when to hit throttle hold when it's appropriate when it's the right time you know the the thing that like richard was saying is is a lot of beginner pilots they panic i would say a lot of pilots not just beginner i i've done it myself even when I had, I believe the A7, I had some, I was fighting some issues and 
torque tube or something and I hit throttle hole too early. I've done it with uh, with the T-Rex 700 Nitro I had one time where I was out flying and all of a sudden I stripped the tail gear and the model starts pirouetting and I just hit throttle hold like immediately. And I had no head speed left to do an auto rotation where if I would have just taken a second or two seconds to just get my grips about me, then you have the time to, okay, now I can hit throttle hold. I know I'm going to have to do an emergency auto rotation and land. Yeah. Where if you hit it too early, then you don't have the head speed and you're in this like freaked out moment in your brain. <laughs> yeah. So it, auto rotations is, is it's about timing. It's, uh, you know, knowing when to, when, when to hit it, when not to hit it, it's not always appropriate to hit it right off the bat. Um, yeah. you got to think through that. If you don't have enough head speed and, you know, it's, and you're inverted, if you have some distance from the ground, then you can use that space to build up a little head speed before you flip back out. It also helps if you have a little bit of distance from yourself, like a safety envelope. If, you know, if you're, if you're doing pyro flips right on the deck, or if I'm doing some deck work or hurricane work or something like that, where I'm close to myself, I just hit throttle hold. I don't, at that point, I just don't care. Yeah. But if but if you have some safety distance of 30, 40 yards, you know, 40 yards up, 50 yards up, then something happens, you can you can let let the model continue running for a little bit while you get get your orientation or the grips about yourself. Now, something else too, it's uh throttle hold will only work if the model has been let, let's say that you you lose signal on your radio and uh, or on the model from the radio. If you don't have the appropriate you know fail safe points set up, <laughs> I was sitting uh, here thinking, what is that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't have those things set up, that throttle hold is is not going to do you any good. Failsafe is designed to shut the head down um, in the event that you lose signal. And it, it was, I guess, earlier this year, right after the, no, it was right, it was last year, it was in 2019, I put a model in the ground because I didn't set failsafe fail up. And this is with the Fataba radio, and I went in the signal line coming from the flight control unit into the S bus two port. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of why I, I try to tell people to make sure you bench test. Yes. And when I lost signal, uh, the head kept on spinning and there was a crap ton of damage. That model should have been just trashed. But and the the head hit the ground at twenty one fifty RPM, and it was ugly. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it definitely helps. So, making sure you test that stuff, even if you're an experienced pilot and you're going through setup and stuff. Take the head off. Take the tail blades off. Make sure that your fail safe's working. Your throttle holds working. 
Most people check the throttle hold, but the fail safe, making sure turning the radio off, what does it do? Unplugging the receiver, what does it do? Those type of things I think a lot of people skip. Yes. I mean, I've skipped it before. Just well, I did. Being, I, I did then. in a hurry. I try not to skip that anymore. I mean, that's a that's a process now that I take whenever I'm setting up a model. Um, anyway, not to be the, you know. A dead horse. Dead horse over the head. Take the time to get it set up properly. It'll yeah. pay off in the long run. Double check. Yes. Or if. Or if you're an experienced pilot helping somebody else that's new, or you're going to test fly their helicopter, take the blades off, take the main blades off, do the same test. Um, the other thing I wanted to go over is, while if you do it the way I do it, because I have the motor spinning and the head spinning, I don't do it the way Kenny does. Um, make sure if you have a shirt, or if you're wearing a shirt or a loose shirt, Make sure you are away from the head. <laughs> we had a buddy of ours. We were at ARCA. God, it must have been 10 years ago. Maybe not 10 years. But we had him out there, and he had a Logo 400, and we were messing with the governor and issues, so we were, had the head spinning, and it, it caught his shirt, and it literally sucked his shirt like into the helicopter. He stripped like stripped the main gear, bent some bent some stuff. It was crazy. Just be careful of spinning stuff, or do yeah, it the way I Kenny does and just story. swap the motor wires. Yeah, it was Todd's, Todd's heli. Yeah, it pretty much it made a mess. Swap the motor wires. <laughs> yeah, I usually like super heat shrink mine together like around each other, so I I can't just swap them. I have a bad habit on that. Well, if you have a hobby wing, you can always put the programmer in there and oh, yeah. reverse Just, the motor. That is true. I didn't think about that. I may have to start doing that. If That's the if idea. the wires are easy to get to and they're right there, especially on a new build. Yeah. True. Uh, and I I understand what you're saying because I've done the same thing, but on a new build, you can swap them easy enough. Usually. Usually. That's all I had on throttle hold, throttle cut. Eventually, I want to learn how to do the motor idle on my jetty and do the auto rotation bell out with the hobby wing. I've been wanting to learn how to do that. Well, I figured out the one. You figure out that one, and then I'll give you what I have, and you can give me what you've got. <laughs> yeah, eventually. So, moving on from the main topic... Um, I did see that Rotortech Ultimate 700 blades are in stock now. It's a heli. I don't know if they're in stock. Let me see real quick. I saw on Heli Freak that they actually have the Rotortech 700s out. Huh. I don't know if they're in stock. So these are the Ultimates 700s. They have the the like pearl in the blade. Purple, pink, pearl. They're pretty cool. I don't know if they're in stock anywhere, though. I know they came out with them. I'm trying to see if they're in stock anywhere. If they're not in stock, they'll be in stock eventually. 
They're really cool. They look like the 550s. The Ultimates. So, um, Hobby Wing sent me a set of Azure Blades to try out. Um, and so I put those on the, the XL700. And uh, I have to say, they're, they work well. Those are the seven seven fifteens? I believe so. Yes. I was looking at the website. Did did you have any gain issues? Actually they're seven hundreds. Sorry. I think they only make a seven hundred size. Yes. Seven hundred size with one fifteen tails. Yeah, those are a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah. Price-wise, it's not bad. Uh, didn't have any gain issues with the model. Of course, I'm running these on the XL. Uh, <laughs> but Low head-speed heli. <laughs> it's a low head-speed heli right now. But, man, I'm telling you, it, it is probably... That is probably the smoothest and quietest 700 I've ever had. It's... As it is right now, it's quiet just because the head speed's not that high. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they used that model in the Worlds. I forgot what was his name the, that won the Worlds last year or this year. Rue or Raw? I, I don't remember. But uh, the, the XL is the one that he used. I think it was the 760. People but, are like screaming at us right now. You realize that? I don't know. Uh, I'm scrolling through it real quick because I, I know he posts on Facebook all the time. But anyway, at any rate, yeah, we can't remember people's names. <sighs> Not worth a flip. Not tonight. <laughs> so I have yeah. a hard time remembering my own. Your password. Not password. I can remember the passwords. <laughs> Your own name you forgot. That's right. My own name I forgot. So these rotor techs are out. They are 130 bucks. They look cool. I don't know if they fly any better. I don't know if they changed anything on the design or the actual blade itself. I'll have Kenny buy a set. Actually, they're out of stock. I'll have Kenny buy a set and try them. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think she has. But. What else uh, is new? We need to go night flying. Yeah, oh my God, this shit again. <laughs> so. The Saab came out with a new heli. Did you see? And they're slowly uh, leaking pictures. The, the Saab. Uh, Roar? Is that right? I believe some people call it raw. Raw? Not roar. Maybe they are calling it roar, but uh, I, I I call it raw, and it's it's starting to get some attraction. Kenny's speechless. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to. I, I'm. I am. I have no interest in it at this point. So it's from 
the pictures, it looks like it's going to be a sleeked up canopy instead of a square edged canopy. I'm not going to say it's going to like look like a Protos, but you know how the Protos has the canopy where it, it's flowy? Yes. A flowy canopy. It's going to be flowy goblin. And they are going to have a belt tensioner system in it. Like a different belt tensioner system. Awesome. So during the COVID, SAB Helicopter Division has been catting their asses off. So you're going to buy one. No, I'm not buying another 700. Tell you what, I'll buy a set of blades and you buy that. Okay. I need to put some crap on my chair so it stops squeaking. No, I'm not buying one. I will. I haven't even seen the new Kraken. There's a lot of stuff we haven't seen down here. No. Sob's not super hot down here in Texas. Maybe up in Dallas it, it is. It's a good model. It's a good flying model. You had a Kraken, right? Yeah. It's. I have the Freedom Edition 700 and the uh, 570 still. The Freedoms? Yes. And those models flew excellent. Unicorns. They're great flyers. I just have a problem in in uh, crashing one of those. Just don't crash. Uh, no, but my MO says that I'm going to crash sooner yeah. or later. Very true. So that was what's new. The buy and sell. I bought two iPhones for Christmas for... My wife and a kid. iPhones? A, all I've bought. Yeah, I hate iPhones. Brand they've new? All, no, no. This is I bought. There's a website called Swappa. Uh-huh. You ever heard of Swappa? Negative. Sounds no, Russian. No, it's an American website. It's a, it's a cell phone trader approved website. I actually bought my, my ex, my phone I have now whatever it is, S8 Edge, from them. So I, I bought two more from them. It's actually kind of like an eBay, but approved seller, reseller type things. I I've looked iPhones. at, I mean, I've looked at different websites that sells used cell phones. I, I bought from Amazon. Uh, yeah. You, I need, need a to, return policy. Yeah, I don't know what the return policy is on these, but it's Swappa.com. They have different, I mean, it's a pretty good site. I've, this is the third phone I bought from them, and it's been perfect. So, but wife and kids are all inside messing with trying to delete photos so they can actually back up their phones, and it's a whole madness. So they've always used uh, Apple. Yeah, we've had they've had iPhones since like BlackBerry days. They've I think iPhones switched suck. over. I don't think they suck. I, it's just not the blow up the iPhone community, but. Anyway, I'm hey, an Android guy. I don't like iPhones. <laughs> every single iPhone I've had has had problems with the the speaker. And maybe that's because I work outside a lot and, and I sweat. And the speaker gets wet and it gets damaged. But every single one I've had problems with the speaker. And they've had to replace them. Yeah, I'm just not an iPhone guy. So every... Go ahead. So the other thing, I just to drop off of iPhones... To go on a tangent. That's fine. They suck. <laughs> I, I saw 
Greg in Arizona posted some Gowie. Was it Greg or is it Gina? Anyway, some somebody online posted a Gowie X7FZ with a three-blade head and three-blade tail, and I was like, man, I don't fly the Gowie a bunch because it's kind of a 700 and kind of falls into that unicorn size where I don't want to crash it type of deal. And I kind of want, I kind of wanted to to do a three blade, three blade tail, three blade head. The last one I had was the DT five twenty, and I remember how well that that actually flew. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between the two blade to three blade, I, I kind of, I'm kind of interested. I may have to get a hold of Brent. I believe his buddy had a, his buddy Cliff had. Had a three blade head and tail, I think. I'm not sure. Cool. Cool, Kenny says. I'm gonna pass on the three bladed head. It's just finding the blades is the pain in the butt. That and the crash. Yeah. An extra blade costs a little bit more. Oh I think that's about it. You got anything crazy planned for Christmas or? Uh, we're going over to our kids' house on Thursday, Christmas Eve, and we'll spend the night on Thursday, and we'll be there Friday, and I'm not sure if we're going to spend the night Friday night or not. Hmm. We've got quite a bit. We're going to go rogue as far as a traditional Christmas dinner. We're not going to do turkey. We're not going to do ham. I'm going to cook ribeyes on the grill. <laughs> Kenny's not going cheap. <laughs> I have ribeyes aren't too crazy expensive. They cook fast though. I may even cook a prime rib. Yeah. I'm not gonna do much. I got work. I gotta work all week. Four days. Oh, Wednesday, you, Thursday, you Friday. Get extra Saturday. money for that. Yeah, I'll probably get a little extra money. I'm sure it's already been spent, but. We'll see. Well, just in case you uh, decide to buy anything extra, I might have something extra that you may want. <laughs> you still trying to sell that, Gowie? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I got I got to buy a hot water heater for this house and so forth and so on. And oh, that's cheap. Yeah, I just don't want to install it myself. I'm lazy. Yeah, I, I, I installed mine the last time. Yeah, they're not hard. It's just maybe I will. It's, it's just if I don't get it done in the first day, I'm going to have three women in the house yelling at me. You should be able to switch that out in about four hours. Yeah. I just want to redo some, some plumbing in that closet. And I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to use my bonus from work for that. Yeah, we got a $500 gift 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 card from work so i'm gonna use that for hot water heater be a nice guy instead of buying helis i think that's all we got you got anything else i think no i don't have anything else just we're kind of soon as we get off the phone here i'm gonna go work on the buddy for a few minutes uh continue on that what you're calling it now your buddy yes (laughs) the buddy the buddy so that's all we got um, for the outro. I want to listen to 
Blah, 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 blah. So for the other podcasts that are out there, guys, please give them a listen. We have Heliheads, that's Skids, Yard Cell, Gucci, and Finch Post. Free Fall is Kevin, Steve, Andy, and George. I miss you, George. Please come back soon. Skids Up with Paul, Frank, and Javier. BK with Bert and Kyle. They need to get another one out, especially they with do. this new helicopter that they've been leaking stuff. I don't think those guys realize how much people enjoy listening to them. Yeah, even if it's just playing guitar and ranting. It's still I know. better than nothing. It is. Telerotor with Rich, Michael, Robert, and Mike. I think they said that's four Mikes and a Rich. I'm not sure. There's something about that going on this week on podcast. Inverted Down Under with Ozzy Mozzie and Jeff Smart. They need to get another one out. What is it, summer over there right now? Uh, sure. They're opposite climates since they're in the other zone. And RC Scrap Pile, them guys are pushing. I still don't know their names. I have a question mark on my show notes. They've been pushing stuff out once, one a week. So definitely if you're into 3D airplanes and gassers or even if you're not in 3D airplanes, sometimes I believe Renee's been on there a couple of times. Renee Gutierrez? Yeah, we need to get him on too. We do. And you get payment for my shirt. <laughs> I yeah. He has something else in mind. Yeah, and if any of you guys need a shirt, let me know. Send me a text. We can work something out. We can trade blood or something. No hats yet. We're still waiting on Kenny. And yeah. Bill Ann YouTube is helicopter video channel. Please check them out. And if you need to get a hold of me, don't call me because I'm sleeping all the time. You can text me if you want, if you know my number. But if you want to email me, it's HoudiniRCHeli at gmail.com. I just checked it. There was no emails. So, it is what it is. And Kenny? If you want to get a hold of me, you can contact me on rcnuts at gmail.com and I never get emails. Oh, really? That one, you don't get a bunch of junk. My my Hotmail's got a, probably about 4,000 emails in it. Oh, well, I've got that. I'm just saying that I never get anything from anybody else. Well, send Kenny an email. Yeah, send me an email. rcnuts at gmail.com Tell him if you want more show notes more show topics or if you have any show topics and don't send me any bad stuff yeah kenny's kenny's not wanting bad stuff anyway that's it guys stay in the box don't escape be safe see you guys bye bye the end